we hear so much about productivity and there's so much content being created around, you know, get up, make your bed and all these clips go viral on Instagram and TikTok, especially like the Andrew Tate model, mm -hmm. or Jordan Peterson kind of yelling at people to wake up and change their lives and not be lazy. And then you have content creators that are also going to show you their lives and how organized they are and like just the most perfect, beautiful, aesthetically pleasing videos of somebody getting in a Mercedes and making like a green juice in the morning and like a fucking $6,000 a month high rise. And it's like you can watch those things and feel like you're not being air quotes productive, even though you're working maybe a nine to five or as some people like to call it a nine to six or nine mm -hmm. to seven, you know, because there's no limit. Like sometimes you get called in, whatever. There are plenty of people being productive. They're just not showing their lives in the way that we reward on social media. And I'm curious to hear your thoughts on that. It's crazy you say that because honestly, that is one thing that came to mind recently. What exactly do you consider productive? And because, of course, we all have our own our own way of classifying it as productive. You know, you clean your house. You feel like you're productive throughout the day. You do something like going to get groceries. You feel productive. But did you do anything towards your goals or what you want to do? Like, those is where I consider it more productive. I feel like sometimes you substitute small chores to have that feeling of being productive. And I see that a lot, especially with these videos, especially with all these reels. Um, you see people, as you said, having that perfect schedule. But realistically, are they? is it really natural or is it what's aesthetically pleasing? You see all these people who do it, but it's all these people that are going viral. Usually people who are just as productive or, or as busy as they say they are don't have time to keep up with those things. Exactly. And you know, the amount of effort it takes to actually edit the video, just to kind of promote your brand or show people the kind of life you live, it's like, you're, you're allocating time towards that pursuit and it pays off because you get a bunch of followers and you get stuff sent to you, you make money off of reels. But at the end of the day, like if you really consider, you know, what you're doing as an extension of who you are, as opposed to just putting stuff out to make people feel like that's what they need to be doing. Like if it's part of your identity to showcase the you know, organized, beautiful, aesthetically pleasing, success-fueled or success-filled life that you live, if that's part of your identity, you're going to do it regardless of if somebody's watching or not. Mm -hmm. So I really do wonder what the motivation is because, I mean, we all kind of do it in micro ways. Like posting stories is a version of that, showing people where you are and showing people the things you have. But I wonder, and I keep wondering this, I keep asking myself this, why? Why do you feel the need to do that? Do you think, now here's, here's a crazy thing, might be controversial. Do you think they really own the majority of things that are posted? Now, do you really think that that Lamborghini that's driven a handful of times a day is leased or owned? Do you think that this person is wealthy in assets or in just material? Do you wear a $10,000 watch, drive a $200,000 car? I'm sorry, let me upgrade that. A forty, fifty thousand dollar watch, drive a two, three hundred thousand dollar car. What do you own their assets though? What are where where are you going to distinguish what's an asset and what's a liability? Yeah, I mean, people can argue that you know, at least in twenty twenty one, Rolexes were an asset and luxury watches in general were an asset. And I know a lot of people collect Birkin bags and like designer bags are kind of an asset as well, but they're not really assets. They're mislabeled as assets because they went up in value. 
right? And like everything came down crashing, man. Like the luxury watch market came down crashing so hard. It really, really put a realistic sense of reality in a lot of people's lives. And like, you're right, you know, showing a certain life versus actually living a, a certain life is is a very interesting topic. And you can really take it a different way as well. If you live a certain kind of life and you're content with that life, do you feel the need to show it to other people? That's true. And then also you don't, I feel like when the more type of content that you see like this online, the more people are going to be upset that they don't have these things in their twenties when realistically, as you, I mean, it can be for show. It could be from parents. It could be from being well connected. Cause a lot of people forget that it's not about what you know. It's mainly about who, you know, they can get right. you into the right markets, into the right places because all of these liabilities, I mean, they're not always going to retain their value. I always like to refer to Rolexes as the iPhones of watches. And the reason why is because Rolexes resell. I'm, you know, maybe controversial. They're not the number one best made watch. They but they are. are some of the oldest, some of the most perfected, and the mo- some of the most sought after. Of course, the metals that are used, the gold, silver, you know, those things are, of course, going up in value. But the watches itself, they're easier to resell. It has the biggest name. You see it when you go to Vegas. You see it when you go to any um, hotel with a boutique. You see it when you go to, of course, on every tennis match. Right, and it's always the watch that is factory, right? It's always the watch that you still have the papers in the box for. Exactly. And you haven't voided the warranty. That's what's going to resell, not the diamond flooded out. This might be like news to some people listening, but iced out watches are less expensive than factory watches because those diamonds do not hold value and of course it's always rolexes that you see people talking about you don't see the jacobin co you don't see richard meal you don't see like those are the watches that the true 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 wealthy you know multi-millionaires are the ones wearing them they don't they're not Taking videos at the clubs, pouring alcohol all over them, you know. Yeah, That's... exactly. It's like the iced out, the iced out watch that costs you like ten grand. You can get an iced out Rolex for ten thousand dollars. And realistically, it's not even like, that much. Yeah, it's surprising how how inexpensive it really is to, in perception, look like you have the most expensive watch. Whereas, like, you could have a platinum Rolex that looks like a basic silver, plain Rolex. And that's going to start at like eighty, eighty-five thousand dollars because it's platinum and it's factory Rolex, and it's just like the point. All of this to say, perception and the way a lot of these influencers shape perception always fascinates me, because you are essentially yelling at the world, saying, "Hey, respect me. I'm more successful than the average person. I am in a Lamborghini. I have a Rolex. I want you to view me as somebody that's not on your level." And you Where know, in reality, those things are not hard to attain. You can know successful people, be in a Lambo and act like you're better than people. And it's like, you forget that you're a normal person. Your ego forgets you're a normal person because you're busy pretending you're not. Right. And you treat other people like they're normal, when in reality, you're just focusing on shit that makes you feel less normal. And a very common problem is that you see people, and they start making more money, so they elevate their lifestyle. And you always... You continue to elevate and elevate and elevate, but even though you're making more money, you're spending more. 
and you don't even have as much put in assets. And what's crazy to see is that that's favored more than actually retaining your wealth, putting it into things that are growing. Like that $10,000 watch, imagine you put that into... S&P 500. Maybe not now. Well, actually, now would be the best. Now would be a good time. But uh, even but in even theory, into a home or in something, right, you know, because we're, we're going like, into such a market of, uh, oh, like renting rather than ownership, and that's where like uh, even the U.S. is going in that sense. You know how many people are buying up homes? Not even companies, corporations, yeah, huge moguls are buying Black up rock. the homes exactly, and and instead you're you're forced into this 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 game that's just ongoing. We're going to be stuck in this sense of chasing a dream that not even many people are even willing to work for it. Yeah, exactly. You wake up every day like, oh, well, I'm not having done this. I haven't done that. But look how much time you're spending on this social media looking at what you want rather than working for it. You know, some people use it for motivation. But at the end of the day, most people are just staring at it like, oh, I, I look forward to having that. I can't wait to do this. Can't wait to do that. But you're not building any skills. You're not actually going out into the world. You're not meeting the right people. You're not, you know, you're not doing the necessary steps. And let me just say this, just to to make this point very, very clear. It does not take a lot of money to live the kind of life most people admire on social media. If you want to live the kind of life where you have a Rolex, you're going out to the clubs, you're living that TikTok aesthetically pleasing, high-rise view, green tea, acai bowls every day, like going to Equinox and driving a Mercedes... If you want that kind of life, you need realistically, at the very least, $150,000. If you want to go to the club and you want to drive a Lambo and you want to have an iced out watch and you want to live like the air quote multi-millionaires you see on social media, you can buy everything, you can fly private, you can do all of that stuff for less than $500,000 a year. And most people are obsessed with the idea of becoming a millionaire, making you know several eight figures and whatever and like... You really don't need that much money to do the things that you're trying to make that money for. You see what I'm saying? No, I completely agree. And how many of these people who want that lifestyle, how many people do you think realistically understand what it takes to get to that level? Absolutely. Do you think they can handle the stress load that comes from owning and running businesses? You know, not everything is passive. When they say passive... That does not fucking mean that you just do it once and then you never have to deal with it again. You know what passive means? I have a theory Tell me. on passive. Passive is such a fucking misconstrued, weird label to put on the extra amount of hard work you put up up front. It's like when you pedal a bicycle really, really, really hard and really, really fast. The wheels spin for a few seconds after you're done pedaling, right? That's mm-hmm. what passive income is. You spun the fucking wheel or the you spun the bicycle so hard, harder than the average person, that the byproduct of you spinning it that hard was that the wheel spun just a little bit longer than they should have or would have. And that's what passive income is. You have to go extra hard in the short term to have like a little bit of, you know, success that is a byproduct of the extra hard work you put in up front and just like that bicycle you'll have to go back and start pedaling again exactly you're always gonna have to go back and now let's say you make it to the top of a hill finally right and you get to ride that hill all the way down for a little bit you're gonna have another hill to come up you know and if you want to use that bike analogy i will say i see a lot of people you know on a mountain bike how you can have in that high gear where you're just pedaling really fast Mm -hmm. for no fucking reason right and you're going nowhere that's how i feel some people are handling their their lifestyle you're working really, really hard to try to do something that just 
you're not even knowledgeable enough to be efficient about it. Or you're not even yeah exactly you're not you're, focusing you're overworking on. like you're just overworking yeah. for no reason. You're overworking and you're not putting your efforts in the right place. You maybe you're not seeking guidance. Maybe you didn't you know for example like reading the manual. Mm-hmm. You're not you're not understanding how the process works and understanding what industry you're going into. Now it doesn't mean don't take risks. It's simply saying if you're going to do something, be willing to do the research behind it. A business doesn't grow in a year. People are willing to stick in jobs and work years and years and years, hoping for the raises, hoping for this and that. Most raises aren't even keeping up with inflation. So technically, you're losing money. You're working eight hours a day for somebody else to make somebody else money, a company money, and you can't even put two hours into yourself at the end of the day. You come home like, oh, I'm tired from work. Play Xbox, watch Netflix, go to sleep, sleep in late. You know, all these bad habits is what combines to keep you stagnant. You work so hard in a company, you know, and that's that's the American dream, not the American dream, but the expectation that you work for corporations in order to essentially one day maybe be manager of a department, maybe do this, maybe do that. So you know it's going to take years to get to that position. So why the fuck would you expect a business to make you rich in a year? or in two or in three that's that's so true and even that like for me is not lucrative enough i don't see myself like working for a company for the rest of my life even though i see the value in it right now i do work for a company and it you know pays well and i see the value in me basically getting educated and getting paid for it i'm getting educated i'm seeing how a billion dollar multi-billion dollar company works and runs on a daily basis i get to Mm -hmm. make decisions that have you know, multi-million dollar impacts on a weekly basis. And that kind of experience you can't replicate in your business immediately because mm-hmm. you have to get to that multi-million billion dollar mark to be able to replicate and handle that level of stress like you spoke about, right? That's the benefit in working for a corporate um, uh, or working in corporate or working for a company that's established or working for people that have climbed the hierarchy in that corporate sense because you get to see the things that you want to learn and absorb and you also get to see the things and the places you don't want to be. And that's also how you're looking at it though. It's yeah. all about perception. You're right. Because you're looking at it in the sense that I'm working my ass off and seeing how this company runs, seeing how the gears turn, seeing, you know, how to make everything as efficient as possible and essentially to one day replicate it yourself. Most people aren't seeing it like that. They're working 9 to 5 waiting for the weekend to escape their normal life of having to go to work, only to go back to it on Monday with the same attitude of like, fuck, I got to go back to work. See, that's that's the wrong way to look at it. If you essentially want to elevate your lifestyle truly, you have to be able to do things for yourself. Look how expensive things are coming in America. Look how expensive things are happening around the world or becoming around the world. If you want to live the lifestyle that you preach and you see on Instagram and you see on, you know, I'm not even gonna bring up Facebook. I don't know who's still on there. Wherever social media. But yeah, you know, on social media, if you if you want to praise that you're going after these lifestyles, you have to be willing to work. It's like I forgot who said it, but if you want to go and shop and live a life without looking at price tags, you have to be willing to work without looking at the clock. Absolutely, man. That's the best statement I've heard this year. It honestly is so true. You you can't be like, oh, I I only work for the hours I'm getting paid. That is like the biggest way to stay in the position you're in for the rest of your life if you say, well, I work an eight-hour shift and I get paid for eight hours. I don't get overtime. 
I'm only going to work eight hours. It's like, you're not viewing this as an opportunity. You know, the liability is not on you mm-hmm. unless you work in meta and then you get fired. Right. Yeah. But if you, if you work for a company on and the circumstances are great, the economy is not in the place it is in right now. You don't have any liability working for a corporate company or like a company that's publicly traded or a billion dollar company or even a small, you know, local company in your city that's worth a couple million dollars, whatever. Like you have no liability if you don't own equity or don't own that company yourself. So why would you only put in eight hours when you can work and see how everything works and go beyond your scope of work and ask people questions like you'll be surprised how nice people are, man. At any corporate job I've worked, I ask people questions in other departments and I get so much valuable insight that I then carry into my you know, life and other entrepreneurial ventures. And you wouldn't get that if you just close off and say, I only work eight hours, I'm rushing back home so I can play Xbox and, and do whatever. And it's like, fine, if, if you need to play Xbox to be happy and relaxed enough to go to work the next day, fair enough. But if you can survive without playing Xbox, write down all the knowledge you acquired that day from different departments, from your own department, find ways to improve the processes that you partake in every day, find ways to improve what your scope of work is, you will become insanely valuable to the company and they will have to promote you. That's, that's, how, that's how people get promoted. They do stuff beyond what they're expected. They take initiative. Exactly. And that's one of the biggest things that I see most people lacking. No one's willing to take initiative because they don't yeah. see the immediate incentive. Exactly. And it's like, why would I do extra work when I'm not going to be incentivized to do so? Well, I mean, you're not doing the work for yourself. And obviously, you you're not that free time anyway. Yeah, like, you're not being incentivized at home, anyways. That's you're not why making money playing Xbox. So why why are you in such a rush to leave and play Xbox or go out to bars? You're not making money doing those things, but you're leaving your place of work where you are making money to go do shit that doesn't make you money, and you're justifying it because I don't know. And if you want to see, it, and if you want, if you want to see it from a painful perspective, let's say someone's getting paid twenty five dollars an hour. You just worked an hour to pay for your lunch. So imagine all the products you look at. You yeah. see that Louis Vuitton bag. See how many hours of your life is gonna, you're going to have to work and spend doing shit for somebody else in order to afford that. Why do you want it? Maybe it looks pretty. Maybe it's because society says, hey, this shows wealth. Right. And what is, it, what is the biggest deal about showing that you have wealth? You know, as opposed to actually having it, right? Because the people that actually have it don't buy Louis bags. They buy Louis. They don't buy Louis bags from their hourly wage. They buy Louis bags from passive income. That's the difference. The real wealthy people aren't trading their time and energy for material possessions. They're trading their brain capacity and brain's ability to make money, which means putting something in motion so you make money while you sleep. And the money you make while you're asleep is what you use to buy Louis bags and your luxury cars and even some of your assets. And that's kind of the biggest difference. Like, here's what I've started doing in my personal life because I used to be very much materialistic and, you know, had an affinity for nice things, whatever, still do, still buy them. I now no longer trade my time for money. I trade my time for education and information. That's how I view it. Fuck it, like I make a decent amount of money at my job. 
But what I value more than that is the information I acquire while I'm at my job. Because then the information that I acquire, I can use to make myself money when I'm asleep.